You're listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast with your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 31. When you make it your first step and your first priority to know yourself and to um, be connected to your satnam, your true self, then everything else flows into place. So you don't have to decide, you know, how you're going to serve or what your purpose should look like or should be. Um, All you have to do is focus on you and focus on feeling good and being healthy and happy and connected. And then your purpose will come, it will show itself or it will expand. Welcome, my beautiful friend, to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I am Letitia Ridge, your host, and this podcast is designed to inspire, empower, and support you on the journey of uncovering your truth and purpose in the world. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this community. Today, I have such an exciting and inspiring, expansive conversation for you, and this is with Britt and Tara from Elevate the Globe. They are the co-founders and have been such hugely inspirational people on my own personal development journey, but particularly my spiritual growth and journey. Britt and Tara are both certified kundalini yoga and meditation instructors and healers who are here to raise consciousness on the planet. And you know, we're having a bit of a conscious and consciousness theme at the moment. I am loving it. I hope you are too. So Britt and Tara are high vibrational living experts and they use astrology with spirituality, kundalini, high vibrational living and sustainability to deliver their cutting edge wellness lifestyle that allows people to align with their own truth and their best way of living. I absolutely adore Brit and Tara and their approach. They have online courses. I've done all of them. (laughs) They also have a membership community, which is called 528 Academy and 528 is really intentional. It is the frequency of compassion, our healing energy. So it's so beautiful. And in this community, They do every month a beautiful new moon meditation and kundalini yoga, and they align it and pair it with astrology. So you get all of this wonderful information about what's going on cosmically and how that's affecting us in a really positive way. And also that's easy to understand and that supports all of our own growth. I absolutely adore it. I've also done their course Rise Up, which is also incredible. I love that too. You go through all of the different chakras and a beautiful yoga, kundalini yoga, meditations and information to help align all of your chakras, make sure that they're in balance. It's so beautiful. And I feel so aligned myself with Britain Tara, of course, which is why I've done all of their courses, because there's so much there's, there's a huge focus on how we elevate not only ourselves, but also the planet. So 
I knew I needed to have them on and particularly to, you know, share their story about how they got to be doing the work they do today. Both of them live in LA in so Los Angeles in the US. And I mean, I always feel so aligned with many people who are part of the wellness community over in LA and I crossed paths with them listening to one of my favorite podcasts, which is Soul on Fire, which is Jordan from The Balanced Blonde. And I just fell in love with their energy. And that started me, you know, following them and then doing their starting with their five day challenge, listening on social media, particularly Instagram to their lives, joining in some of their meditations, feeling so wonderfully connected to myself and to the world around me and feeling so good through the Kundalini meditations and yoga that I kept going back for more. And then I took their course about learning more about, you know, the history of Kundalini yoga and then doing their rise up course and then signing up to their 528 Academy, because that's what I'm like when I love something. I continue to just support them in all ways possible. And, you know, this has just been a gift that keeps on giving. I just, it's one of my most favorite things to do, to tap into. I use their morning alignment rituals and I really just love Kundalini yoga. But what I love, I love the way that they teach it, Brit and Tara. And I love the way that it's all intentionally and purposefully designed to connect you also and to use the energy that's happening around us. Their meditations are aligned with the new moon and with all the eclipses. This is where I learn all of my information and it just sinks in on such a deep level. And I remember, I think it was back in September when I first came across their work. And I just, at that stage was like, this is so fascinating because, you know, I I used to love astrology as a kid and I sort of felt grew out of it because you know I went and did a psychology and I remember there's this one part where they give everyone a horoscope and you read it and I was like wow this is so me and then the trick was that every single person in the room had been given the same horoscope and they all felt that they had Um, that it had resonated with them and it was the way it was worded. So they were sort of talking about how it's this, you know, it's been written in a way that anyone could read it and love it. And so after that, I got a bit skeptical and really stopped reading my horoscope and, and feeling connected to it. And so it was really only started off with a daily OM because I love their horoscopes last year. And then when I listened to the episode with Brit and Tara on Jordan's podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to check them out. And as I, you know, discovered their work and heard about what they were doing with, you know, aligning everything to what's happening astrologically, I just felt like a piece of me that I had forgotten about had just been reignited. And so I even shared around the eclipses, you know, some, one of their practices that I was doing and how much it had touched me. And I was so scared to do that because I thought, oh my gosh, everyone in my life is going to judge me. They're going to think I'm so crazy. And eventually I moved beyond that and just kept embracing it. And now I unashamedly turn up and talk about this stuff with my own community in Embrace Your Feminine Essence. We go through the moon cycle and how we can use that to, you know, show up for our intentions and goals and how we can use that energy to 
tap into our yin and yang, our masculine and feminine energy in the beautiful system we have. And I just adore talking about this with all of you listening and um, anyone else in my life. So I just wanted to give you that background because it was a real honor and pleasure to have Brit and Tara on the podcast. And I'm sure you're going to be captivated by their beautiful energy. And actually I've even chosen to, and I've signed up, I'm going to their retreat in Bali at the end of the year for six days. And I cannot wait. It's going to be the most beautiful, transformative healing experience. And I'm so excited to meet Brit and Tara in person and meet some of the other people in their community because they're all so wonderful. I love our Facebook group. And yeah, so just, you know what? Enjoy the episode. But before we dive in, I just want to say lastly that uh, this episode is supported by Kelly Track's online course, Your Conscious Empire, which if you've been listening to the podcast, you will have heard about. But if you haven't, basically, Kelly is one of my great friends and business partners, and she has created a course that will help you begin your online business. Or if you've you know started one and you want to show up more, she really uh, combines the beautiful, flowing, energetic um, understanding and awareness approach with her experience in Silicon Valley and in business school. So I love how she's combined it. I've done the course myself only recently, like I've gone through it all because if I'm sharing anything with you here on the podcast, it will be something that I've completed. And I really feel like this is such an incredible resource. It is the course I wish I had when I started my business. It basically goes into everything that I do to run my business now. Of course, there are some things I do that you won't know, like for instance, working with my cycle, which is what I cover in my course that is uh, reopening for enrollment on the 9th of September with the new moon in Virgo. And that is Embrace Your Feminine Essence, which you'll hear me talking about throughout this episode. And I'm so excited to offer it. And so, well, the offer with, if you sign up through me and my special affiliate link with uh, for Kelly Tracks, Your Conscious Empire, you will also get free enrollment into my online course, Embrace Your Feminine Essence. And additionally, you will also be enrolled into Take the Leap, which is the online class that Kelly and I do, which was a two hour workshop all about how we took the leap from corporate to creative and going through tons of the mindset stuff you face. So it's a really great companion with Kelly's course. And I think combined, it's such a great package. Um, to to be enrolled into Embrace Your Feminine Essence for free. However, you do need to sign up for Kelly's course before the 9th of September, so before the new moon in Virgo. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you can find all the offer details and the special link you'll need to use to sign up for that to get those bonuses at LetitiaRinch.com forward slash your conscious empire. And if you haven't listened to the episode 29 that I recently did with Kelly, I highly recommend you listen to that um, so that you can decide whether this is something you want to do. Okay, well, that's it. Let's dive on into the episode. Enjoy. So welcome, Britt and Tara, to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) 
We're so happy to be here. Yes, it's so nice to have you here. So usually the question I ask to get started is, could you let us know a little bit about what you're creating in the world today? But I thought because on your podcast, The Elevator, you always ask for your elevator pitch. I thought it would be fun to ask you what your elevator pitch is. <laughs> Turn in the table. <laughs> okay, so um, I am Britt and this is Tara and we are Elevate the Globe and we really are all about sharing our light, um, being connected to our truth and our purpose in the world to inspire other people to elevate their lives and to elevate from lower consciousness to higher consciousness as a collective uh, um, collective planet here. Yeah, and we actually create, like, um, we have a podcast, like you mentioned. We also have our 528 Academy, which is our membership site. Um, and we have multiple courses that we do. We do... Um, live events in person and we're hosting a retreat coming up so we've got lots to really engage with yeah so all of this our creation in the world to help elevate people and it's really exciting and it continues to grow and it's beautiful yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> and that's how we met you so this is how it all works i know this is where it all began oh i love it so I actually found the two of you, was connected to your work through Jordan's uh, The Balanced Blonde on the episode that you did on, on The Balanced Blonde and uh, on her podcast, sorry. And I was just like, so, you know, your energy, both of you, it's so infectious because, you know, you can definitely feel like there's that high vibe loving, joyful, but also like super inclusive and welcoming to anyone and everyone. And I think that's so special and important in, especially when it comes to spirituality, uh, because I think in like, so, sometimes it can be kind of like a bit intimidating for people and you have a really great way at sort of bridging that gap for, you know, your average woman especially <laughs> so I really appreciated that and I just I was just yeah from that moment obsessed <laughs> with your work thank you that was kind of the goal for us to really like starting out this whole thing was you know making it really fun and approachable it doesn't have to be this serious kind of scary thing to to really go in and dive in and do the work on yourself to really move past all of the lower frequency emotions that we all a lot of us not all of us are really you know tend to be programmed with so having fun with it versus kind of pushing against it and making it so serious and making it relatable because it is relatable it's like it's who we are it's just making it kind of mainstream and fun and it's it's exciting because we're seeing it actually happen now and over the last year we see a lot of there's so much movement just in the collective um of energy you know people are really starting to pay attention they're really having fun with it and learning so much and you know it's all learning within themselves too and that's what we teach is really having an experience within yourself because you are your own guru we are you know here to just help facilitate an experience of yourself mm. so that's all we're trying to do here. Make you feel good and make you experience a little bit of yourself. <laughs> oh, I love that. Make you feel good and experience a little bit of yourself. Yeah, that's what, you know, this podcast, I created it because I wanted people to be able to reconnect with themselves and figure out, you know, what their truth is, what their purpose is in 
in whatever way that sort of manifests for them. But it's this, you know, turning inwards that is such a different sort of journey for most people because we are so used to looking outside of ourselves for all of our answers because, you know, we want to fit in and do all these things and we're working against, I guess, you know, evolution without like our, our brain, the way it's evolved to want to like belong. And yeah, so it's, it really is a, um, it's like learning to walk all over again. And I think it, that's, that, <laughs> that's what makes it kind of uh, hard for people because you've got to sort of start at the beginning again and get to know yourself. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so much of this inner spiritual work is all about, you know, releasing and peeling back the layers and unlearning a lot of what so many of us learned that just took us away from ourselves. So you're absolutely right. It's uh, like learning to ride a bike again or learning to walk again um, in a better way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we teach. You know, so many people never actually learn how to breathe correctly mm-hmm. or never actually learn to control um, their thoughts or to shift an emotion. And these are really basic things about being a human and it's nobody's fault, um, but it's just so important. And we feel has to be um, everyone's biggest priority to really thrive in this new Aquarian modern age that we're living in. It's so exciting. Yeah, because we feel like we're just sort of stuck with our emotions and our thoughts and and that's it, you know, where it's that victim, you know, um, mentality. And so it's so empowering when we realize, oh, we can actually change the way we think, we can change the way we feel. And yeah, it's, it's very empowering that process. So I love that we're so aligned. I would love to just um, just ask you to, Kundalini is such a huge, big part of what you both teach. Would you be able to give us an explanation about what Kundalini is? Because I know a lot of people probably haven't had any contact with Kundalini before. Sure, yeah. So Kundalini yoga is the yoga of awareness. And it's an extremely ancient practice. It was actually the first yoga ever created and and then you know all over other yogas are forms of kundalini that were broken down and um, changed around to different people's liking and different people's practices and so it it really is so ancient and so um it, it really is the core of all yogas so all yogas mean um, one. Yoga means one or yoke. It's all about connecting back to our oneness and our connectedness and to ourselves. And so all yogas do that. Um, The difference with kundalini is it works very fast. Um, It's very very potent and it moves energy in our bodies through breath work, through mantra, through movement, and meditation mm-hmm. and we're really using all of those things and it's very specific as far as you know the timing and the sequencing and the way in which it's taught and how it affects our mind our body and our energy field in different ways so there are thousands of meditations and thousands of kriyas which are sets of exercises and they all work with different things so if you're working with a certain physical part of your body or working to 
break through a block mentally or emotionally or need to release something from your subconscious, you can focus in on those things with Kundalini. Um, but overall, you know, it really is so much clearing. It clears the subconscious mind. Um, it clears the energy field. It strengthens the immune system. So it's really doing so much all at once. And that is one of the many reasons why we love it so much because it's very effective. <laughs> and we like to get down to business. We like <laughs> that are effective. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> it makes us feel really damn good and has changed our lives completely. So we really can't say enough amazing things about it. Yeah, it's so amazing. I love that because, you know, all yoga is focusing on the breath as well. But I love with Kundalini that, you know, you're really focused on the insides a lot. Like you can really feel things shifting like massively. Um, and yeah, it does make you, you do like leave with that high. It's, it's a, it's different to other forms of yoga where you, you might leave, you know, more relaxed and sometimes you leave with that high, but I find with Kundalini that I really, it's, it really does supercharge my, my day, (laughs) which is why your morning rituals are so great to, you know, begin the day with and get that, start you off in alignment, high vibing for the day and then go about your day. (laughs) So it's perfect. Um, so I'd love to know, so Britt, you, you first, you were the first to enter into the Kundalini world, right? Um, yes. could you tell us a little bit about how you, you know, got into Kundalini, what life was sort of like before and uh, like what, what your gateway was to it? Sure. So, um, before I started Kundalini, um, in that point in time, about a couple months before I had gone through a breakup and I had moved and I had gotten a new job. So three like major life changes had happened. And I was also using um, alcohol and drugs as my coping mechanisms just in general and also to deal with the change um, because it had been, it had become a habit from college. So I was in a lower place. And although I was having fun and, you know, I always really have been a happy, positive person, I was at a point in my life where I wanted something more. I knew there was something more for me and I wanted to feel better. And I wasn't exactly sure how to do that, but I knew it's what I wanted. Um, So uh, nothing was really fulfilling, I guess, anymore. I had accomplished all of these goals and They didn't make me feel the way I thought they would. So I actually just happened to walk into a class that was a yoga class at my gym. And I thought it was a vinyasa class. And (laughs) (laughs) it it was at a lunchtime. I remember it so well. It was at lunchtime. I was like, I have to go to my new gym. I just moved. I need to have a break. need to work out. And it was kundalini class i have no idea what hit you no (laughs) that would be i'd love to just be a fly on the wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was uh, this incredible teacher colin kim who i love so dearly and he just blew my mind everything he said just resonated so much touched my soul 
every move, every breath, every song made me feel something so powerfully and made me feel myself and made me feel a part of me that I hadn't been connected to for so long. And I cried and I felt all the things. And um, after that class, I had Shazam some of the songs in class. Um, I started listening to the mantras at home and it just put me on this path. Um, it put me on a path that I had been connected to as a child and parts of in college and on the way, but it really just set me on this spiritual path in a powerful way and on a path with Kundalini that took me to, you know, this whole new life that, mm -hmm. that I have now. And I just kept going back every <laughs> week, every single week I went to that class and then I started going more and more and more and it was incredible. Wow. And then you decided to train in it. Yes. So I went uh, to Colin Kim, that first teacher, uh, Kundalini retreat that he had in Costa Rica. Oh, cool. Yes. So um, Leticia, you're coming to our Bali yeah. retreat in December. It's hint, hint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really, you know, was such a magical, life-changing, transformational experience, which is why we're so excited to, to do the retreat in Bali and to do so many more retreats. Um, but that was a big turning point for me. And it was after that I knew I was supposed to do teacher training. And I enrolled really quickly after I got home from that retreat. Mm. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing your introduction to Kundalini. It's so, yeah. it's just so, it's always so fun to see how people actually, you know, got to be doing what they're doing. And, um, and it's always, you know, some sort of, well, for, often there's some sort of pain that we're dealing with and that is, <laughs> that ends up being our greatest transformation. So it's, it's amazing if we look back on those moments in our life, I think we can all say that it's usually had some pain on the other side of it. And, um, and so Tara, you were into like astrology and other, but this was like as a child as well, were you, or what was, how did you move into, you know, astrology and spirituality? Yeah. You know, it was a similar story to, to Brit in a way. Um, but I've been, I was always drawn to astrology and numerology as a child. And I remember in college, actually in high school, um, there was a book of relationships that oddly, like my algebra teacher had in his, I was like, this is so weird. But I remember going in and asking him a lot to be, to like, look at this book. Cause I thought it was so interesting and it wasn't actually based upon astrology, but it was something that kind of was, you know, related in a way. Right. So you know, that I remember as being like a big part of, uh, I bought that book and I remember around in college, everyone would sit around that book and I would, you know, always relate everything to astrology as well. So it'd be like this relationships book that I had, the numerology books that I had and the astrology books. And I would sit there kind of like fascinated by all these things. And I would help my friends kind of look at their relationships with each other and like their boyfriends and, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was just something fun for me, and I remember just really loving it. And then, in um, I went through a really bad breakup, a really really bad breakup, and I kind of had hit the lowest I'd ever hit. And 
then I met somebody shortly afterwards and it didn't work out. And I was like devastated. And I was just trying to figure out what was going on. So my mind goes, we'll go back to the astrology, see what's happening in the, the cosmos, see what's happening within your two charts. Like why this, is, this isn't working, you know? And I was just trying to search for answers. Really started diving deep and kind of taught myself astrology. Just every day I would look at my like like readings of my horoscopes, but I would look at the energy of the day for the whole planet. And I look at where the planets are and like really start to get really ingrained. Like how is all of this energy affecting everyone? And why is my neighbor acting crazy? Why is my best being a weirdo today? You know, I just to know what was going on. And it really helped me make sense of my world and kind of um, made me feel a little less chaotic in my own emotional journey of healing. So, um, so yeah, I got into to that. And then I remember Britt telling me about, we were at Britt's bachelorette party and she told me she was trying to get everyone to sit down and do Kundalini. And I was like, what is this? And, and some of the, we were, some people were kind of making a little bit of fun of the moves and she's like, you guys just don't get it. And I was like, if this girl is really, really feeling strongly that this is working for her, my friend that was so wild as a in chat, like as we were kids, and I was like, she's must be really into this. This must be really working. And I remember looking for a studio where I lived in San Francisco after I, her bachelorette party, just like I gotta try this. And it took me a year to figure out where to go and really kind of be ready for it. And I, I did stumble upon it finally when I was ready for a bigger change. And I kept going back like, Britt, I just, I had the most amazing experience at this ashram in the hate in San Francisco, really the only place at the time I could find to do Kundalini. And we tuned in with these weird mantras and <laughs> all these weird movements and we were breathing and I was twists and I was like buzzing all around me all around me and my whole body was buzzing and I, and the, the teacher was like if you're buzzing you're creating energy mm. you're creating to your aura and I was like are you kidding me I can do that by myself I had no idea and I just kept coming back I was like something clicked with it I was like it made me feel unreal you know and so it was it was that kind of then I started going back every weekend and then things that I was trying to manifest for years started to just flow and like move everything started to like move and I was almost like very quickly in like three months on a totally different path and I moved down to LA and started to hang out with Brit more and then you know a year later I'll elevate the globe kind of accumulation happens um but yeah the astrology was my kind of way in and it's still such a huge part of my life and and it's become a huge part of elevate the globe because it is so empowering to know what energy is available to me today and how can I align my my meditation and my practices to really work with it and do what is needed to do during this time so I can keep moving forward and, and elevating and not be resisting anything and understand why some of this energy is happening, why I'm feeling this way so I can kind of make sense of it and not use it as a crutch but use it as like a, a guide. It's, mm. it's a guide. And I always tell people, the biggest thing that you can do for yourself, the best thing you can do is learn your own chart, learn your own energy, you know, learn what you're working with, mm. uh, and follow the astrology. It's really spectacular, it at is. least in my Yeah, no, I agree. I love, I love that the way that you both use it is to, like, enhance 
the energy, you know, to work with it rather than to be scared about what's happening. Cause I think sometimes I see a lot of that and it, that, you know, if we, what we focus on expands, so then you're more likely to have, you know, th- those sorts of experiences happening to you, but you're really, okay, how can we work with it? And also I really love that it's, it, you feel so connected to like the universe, <laughs> to what's going on around you. And I think that's, as you start to do a lot of this inner work and the spirituality and energy, like getting more familiar with like how energy works and that we're all connected. I feel like it's just so it's, it's like an obvious next step that you would want to understand what's happening, you know, in the cosmos and that this affects us and, you know, the moon, how that affects us as well. So it's just really fun, I think. And, and I just can't believe for my, for my own journey that I spent so long just like being completely oblivious to all of these things going on out, out there, you know? No, I know. <laughs> Once you open your mind and have awareness of these things, that often is the case. And you really can rarely go back. Yeah. Most can never go back. Um, and a lot of times you're like, how did I not know that? Or how did I live without that? But, you know, you really are just going into different frequencies, living in different vibrations and dimensions and awareness levels. And so, you know, when you're not there, when you don't have the awareness, you don't. And when you do, you do. So, so true. It's so funny because people who, people who aren't into all of this stuff, you know, would look, look at this potentially, or I, I know I would have back in, you know, especially when I was a teenager, maybe and thought, oh, this is, this is more like a fairyland. And then you're in it and realize, oh, this, that was more like a fairyland. It's like, it's so funny. It's just like these different <laughs> realities that we're living in, but it's, it's, we're, we're all here together. So funny to think about, but Um, so I'd love, I really, really love the story about how you both started working together. So I'd love for you to share about, you know, how you decided to join forces and create, you know, it was high vibe living, then elevate the globe, but how did that happen? Okay, sure. So (laughs) it is a interesting, cool story. (laughs) We do love telling it. Um, so after I had done Kundalini teacher training, as I left off, I knew I wanted to share and teach in a bigger way. And so I started just posting quotes on Instagram. I started sharing more about what I was learning and this new lifestyle that I was living because I was getting a lot of questions mm, from I friends. Can Uh, People were really trying to just figure out what I was doing because I had been... Like me. (laughs) Please explain. She's like this wild thing that like is like really on a path. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was, you know, partying so much before and that was kind of my identity, this fun party girl. And now I was living this totally different life. So... People were calling me. Everyone was like, so wait, what is this? Is this like a clean life? Or what is this called? What kind of yoga are you doing? Like, what does this all mean? (laughs) So I just started posting on Instagram. And I started sharing. And it was kind of my way of informing the friends, the family, and just starting to get in the energy of teaching since I knew I was training to be a teacher. And so I did quotes. 
I did inspiration. I shared different yoga. I shared different books and concepts that I was learning about. And it was my personal Instagram at the time. And then um, started growing, started connecting with more people. And I decided that I knew I wanted to fulfill my purpose and really create this life and this business. And I wanted to dive full into this whole lifestyle. I didn't want to do my ad sales job anymore long term. I had identified that. Um, and so I was just learning more about online business, actually uh, switched jobs to doing ad sales for um, for people online because I had worked with other influencers in the past. So I switched and was doing that again. And I was just learning so much more about health because um, my mom ended up getting diagnosed with cancer a um, couple of weeks after my wedding. So that really put me on a whole nother journey as far as health was concerned. And that got me so interested in eating and how the body works and what we're consuming and everything that we put in our bodies from what we put on our skin to what we put in our mouth um, to what we put on our hair to what's in our environment. I started researching and learning everything I could about it because I was so curious as to why and how so many people were getting cancer and so many people were getting sick. So that was such a big part of my journey. All of this was happening at the same time. And so it was just a natural progression of how High Vibe Living came about. I decided to call it something and really start to create ways that I could teach all of this stuff. And I started doing challenges. I did smoothie and meditation challenges online and it was growing. It was really a way of healing, um, especially when my mom was so sick. It was really one of the only things that made me feel better. And that's really when I started learning about the power of service. And I started learning about how whenever you're not feeling good, the best thing you can do is to help somebody else and to serve somebody else and to teach and to share. And it really became my medicine. So um, it, it, it started evolving and growing. And Tara was you know, moved down to LA and she was one of my only friends that uh, was into Kundalini along with our friend Emily and some of our other friends would dabble with it and would do it from time to time. But it was really only Tara and Emily that really dived into their own personal practices and who I saw like making it a big commitment in their lives and who started to really transform through it all. And so, you know, those, we were connecting a lot over that and they understood a lot of what I was going through because they now had their own journeys with it. So, you know, Tara was so into astrology. I had seen visions of, you know, maybe us doing some things together with teaching classes and her maybe talking about the astrology and me doing the yoga, things like that were starting to come through as messages. Um, but it wasn't until we went to John of God together which was um, something that was very delivered and downloaded as far as something that we were supposed to do, that uh, we saw a vision 
and everything was really shown to us as far as how we were supposed to work together. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, leading up, like for explaining that so well, you know, leading up to John of God, I really was clearing a lot of energy. Like for about a year there, I was so deep into my practice because I needed to transform to be able to be at a frequency in my body and in my mind and my own reality to be able to receive what was going to come through at John of God. And at, you know, prior to going, Britt was like, I think, like, do you want to come to John of God with me? I keep getting all these messages. And I kind of just knew, I was like, if she's asking me to go, my, you know, one of my most connected friends to, to the ethers, like, you know, just to herself, like, there's probably a reason. And I had just come back from the Philippines and I was like, I just went on a huge vacation. I don't know if I should go on another one. I was like making up all the excuses. And we get to John of God and I was like, I, I just went and, and we was like, this will be fun whatever. I don't get to spend a lot of time with Britt by myself anyway. So we, we went and we had this beautiful experience there. And that night, that night, um, I, I had a psychic vision. And let me tell you, I was working with psychics before I stopped kind of seeing psychics for messages. It was more like I was interested prior to going to John of God, how they were actually channeling them. It was like something I felt really drawn to. Like, how are you getting like, what are you seeing? Who are you talking to? Like, how is it coming through? And so when this vision kind of appeared to me, it was like almost like a whole nother world, like a dome just kind of came over me. And in Brit, we were all in this dome together of colors. And it came over me and I like knew what was happening because I had talked to all these psychics about it. I had asked them, like, how is this working? And so I knew what was happening. I was seeing visions and they were showing me images and I was kind of saying them out loud to Brit and trying to make sense by all the images, what they were saying. And if I didn't understand one, I would say, I don't know what you're, what you're trying to tell me. Can you please show me something else? And then they'd show me something else. But, but you know, this whole thing was like, a, it felt massively huge for me because it was like the first time I saw, I was always feeling messages and hearing them, but I'd never had seen, had seen Thing yet and this was the first time and it it was crazy you know Britt and I we were getting all these messages again and we looking at each other like what is going on <laughs> this is so wild and everything started to make sense all these puzzle pieces that Britt had been hearing in her meditation that I had been hearing like they all started to just kind of puzzle in and like fit together and all of a sudden everything just made sense and the whole vision kind of stopped there were like six entities there working with us and they they kind of like moved away and my whole body felt lit up like I've never felt it like that before where every single cell in my body was like a green light like a it I remember it felt like overnight my body I, I just everything was different because they told us we, we were supposed to be working together and they showed us exactly what to do and exactly what was going to happen, especially over the next two years. And so we're coming up around that two year mark now. And everything that they showed us has happened or is, is literally coming to fruition now. We're getting the messages to do some of the bigger things that they had said to do now. So, so yeah, it was pretty, it was, you know, the night before, Britt was like, I think you need to like raise your expectations about what is gonna happen. And I was like, I just don't know what you're expecting is really gonna happen. <laughs> lives are going to change. And I was like, 
I don't know about that. She's like, you need to raise your expectations. I was like, you need to lower yours. <laughs> I was like, this girl, I don't know. I she probably was thinking the same thing. But miraculous thing happened. And we were both just like, what the heck? And we wrote it down. And we're like, no one's going to believe us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it, it really was, you know, when everything took off and we were able to start to share this message with so many more people and we've, you know, created so much yes. since then so quickly and it really was just something that we both knew was right, right away mm-hmm. and have just not looked back since. So it's such, such a, a cool story. It's so, it's so inspiring. And so like when you received like the, that, like the next day waking up, were you like, okay, how are we going to do this? And like, let's yeah. plan our strategy. <laughs> yeah. We um, literally went to this restaurant place and we had all the laptops out and we were just, I was telling Tara everything that I had been doing everything I was working with, how the website worked, how everything was set up. And then we together started just brainstorming, okay, well, this is what we're going to do first. And we put together this whole plan to start to work together. And yeah, it was weird because we were both really not going into it. Like, I mean, I remember even on the drive up, Britt was like talking to me about how I'd live in and she was saying I might just make it very focused on moms because she was going through being a mom like very early like Everest was like five months old yeah and I just knew intuitively I was like I don't think you're supposed to just be that narrow I think yes there should be an aspect for for mothers but I think it's supposed to be bigger than that and and I never ever it never crossed my mind that we would actually work together as partners and so as it all kind of worked and, and, and as we saw this vision, I was like, are you cool with this? Like, I just want to score. And we both just felt like so absolutely sure. And yeah, we like had a couple of meetings right after that. We were like doing the mission statement, the vision statement. Like it, it all just flooded through, right? Like yeah. It was like real fast. So fast. Yeah. Like the, our, our um, mission is just to elevate humans and it just came right through and we're like, okay, that's it. That's it. We were like real <laughs> to all of these entities that we were working with. And um, yeah, it, it's, it was really special. So clear. So do you think like in the lead up to that, because you were both, you know, focused on your, you know, you had your practice with Kundalini and your clean, healthy living and all of that sort of stuff. So you probably were clearing out, you know, a lot of blocks yourself. Do you think like that allowed that that was so it was like a necessary part of the journey to like prepare you for this experience where you could be like receiving that message in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we all like receive messages and downloads and can have the capacity to have these experiences, but it's just about being open enough and clear enough and, clean enough to actually have them and listen and hear them and experience them. So like, yes, 1000%. Um, I was so cloudy before in my mind and in my body and in my energy field that I wasn't paying attention to the signs and synchronicities that I was able to 
now, you know, at that point when I was so clean and clear, I started seeing John of God. Um, I started hearing about him. I started being told that I should go. Um, I saw a, a card, a business card next to my foot in the coffee shop that was a person who did guides and took people to see God. <laughs> but everything, you know, my senses were heightened. My awareness was so high and continues to be, continues to evolve and grow even higher. And that is why I saw those things and heard those things and was actually able to take action and be grounded here on the planet and ask Tara and book the flight and plan it and go, you know, against anything analytical that my mind could have come up with as to why it was wacky or crazy or shouldn't be done. So With a five month old baby. Yeah. Five months traveling <laughs> to New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh we'll just take the red eye. Don't worry. It's just sleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and did you feel like before then were you really connected like to your intuition or you know your inner voice that what were you did you feel really connected before that time? Yeah, I mean, I was getting more and more and more connected with my practice. Mm. Um, I'm a cancer, so I always, my whole life, have really been led by my intuition, and it's been a big part of my life. And feeling things uh, and feeling other people's energy has been really big, but it wasn't until I started Kundalini and started, you know, this new lifestyle and started to have more awareness that I was able to really tap in really understand and put a priority on that connection and on listening and receiving and hearing and then believing and then acting upon it. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Cause the, um, what, some, what I teach fe- um, embracing your feminine essence. So really going into all the different aspects of feminine energy and not because, you know, masculine energy is equally as important, but just because, for a lot of people, especially in my community, they don't, they feel disconnected from the feminine side. Like they know, we know what masculine energy is and how to tap into it because it's, you know, um, objective. Whereas the way we receive, you know, for instance, intuition is so different for all of us. And um, I'm actually qualified in theta healing as well. And that was the one, the, one of the biggest things I learned during my training was that, you know, the way that you receive, because it's all about intuitively you know your intuitive library the, the way that you receive these messages and uh is going to be different for no matter who you are and it was fascinating to me because like tara you were talking before about how you saw the visions um so some people are visual other people are feeling and that that's me and and a sense of knowing and but the way that you'd receive it as well within those was all different and it's i think that's that's where there's just so much um, – that's why it's so much more complicated for people because they've got to really, like, trust in themselves and what they're receiving and then notice the pattern. So it is that heightened awareness that you're talking about. It's yeah, fascinating. that heightened <laughs> like, the thing that you – is a muscle and you develop mm. it. A lot of people are like, how do you notice it? Well, it's like well, you practice every day mm. and you trust that – even the littlest of things, when you start seeing someone's name all over the place or you start seeing numbers all over the place or you start hearing, you know, um, different messages and then seeing different things in your reality, it's like there's it's it, your, your higher self is your guides or 
whatever is trying to tell you something. You know, there's something manifesting, there's something in your energy field that wants to be recognized and physically manifested. Mm-hmm. So it's just about paying attention. But like, if you are really cloudy in the head, if you are really clogged emotionally, you know, your body cannot, it's like you can't focus, you can't really hold any more energy in the body until it's removed, some of it's removed. You're kind of like busy yeah. with all these things that, that, yeah, like I couldn't have, I could not have gone to John of God and received that message had I not had about that full year of really kind of purging. And I went deep. I would go to class probably five times a week and I had my own practice. And there were nights where I would literally be on the floor calling our friend Emily, like crying for an hour and like laughing at myself that I was crying because I, I just couldn't figure out why, but I knew it was something that needed to come out. So it was like, it just like we always say, get, sometimes it can get dirtier, the, that your little house can get dirtier before it gets clean because you got to pull everything out before you can put everything back in. Yeah. So like I just cleaned my cabinet yesterday and it was a disaster and then it <laughs> It looks beautiful now, but it, you know, it got gross before it got beautiful and it doesn't have to be that way for everyone, but a lot of times it it is. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of times people don't want to go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's also like the way that we perceive it, you know, that this is bad and this is good, you know, even with our feelings, but like, they're just feelings, right? They're like data. They're telling us something. So that's Mm -hmm. been really like changing for me just to be, oh, you know, you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad, well, like lean into that and feel it then and like, allow it to pass. And the quicker you do that, the quicker it passes, I, I find. But why is it bad? You know, there's there's so much avoidance. Yeah, there's no, it's not bad. It, it is, it is um, it's just a tool. It's just a knowing that that what you're going through is is really sort of guiding you. Like you're going down the wrong path or this doesn't want, this doesn't want to be in your body anytime anything negative comes in your mind. It's like, it's a, it's a red light to like, Hey, stop for a second. You're going down a path that your soul isn't really cool with. Mm. Uh, This isn't made of love, you know, or it's something that's in your body or in your energy field or in your mind that, that isn't, you know, good for you. Yeah. Right. It's not aligned. Yeah. I feel like it's so important for us to pay attention to, signs that our mind and our body gives us um and that's really like what our lifestyle is all about it's all about being preventative and it's so 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 important because it's when we miss these signs it's when we don't pay attention to the sadness or the depression it's when we don't pay attention to you know our stomach speaking to us or our knees speaking to us or whatever it is that things get so much worse Mm -hmm. and then things can get to a point where it's past, you know, the preventative part of it. And then a lot of times that's when drastic or unfortunate things happen. You know, that is why we're seeing the school shootings right now. It's why so many people are getting sick with cancer. And, you know, it's why a lot of this stuff is bubbling up on the planet right now, even with the natural disasters. So it's all about getting in front of this stuff, really paying attention and being proactive and preventative in our lives and and caring enough to really take care of ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, take taking care of our planet Um you know, I'm just so passionate about it. We're so passionate about this. And we, yes, want it to be fun. 
but it also has to be um, has to be a priority. It has to be known as for the importance that it is. Like we all have to understand how important this is um, because none of us want to be feeling depression. None of us want to, you know, have another friend or another family member get sick or have a disease or uh, commit suicide. No, nobody wants that. So what can we do? And let's, let's be a part of the solution. Yeah. Um, let's, let's really be a part of being the example for change. Mm, oh, I love that. And I think like the uh, proactive and preventative, that's like, there's such important words that you've just mentioned there, because I think, you know, we are very reactive as a, as a community of people. And um, so, yeah, that's why a lot of people have had these transformations when they've had some sort of suffering or pain, but you know, how can we prevent more suffering and pain by, you know, being more aware and trying to be more proactive and not waiting for, you know, the worst case sort of to happen. So I love that. Yeah. And it's making it fun. Yes. It's fun to, to be ahead of the game and, you know, not um, waiting. It's like almost like feels like procrastinating energy that's still out in the collective. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to have an experience of yourself. It's fun mm-hmm. to feel like how powerful you are. It's fun to start manifesting cool shit, you know? It's really fun. So it's not necessarily, there's a bigger, you know, there's a bigger goal to all of it. And it's really elevating consciousness because when you, but you yourself, you elevate your own consciousness, you did your job. Like that's Mm -hmm. all, that's all you got to do. Even like your family and your friends, like you will have an effect on them because energy affects energy. So you elevate your energy. Now they have a space for you to, or for them, and you've given your friends and family a space to step into and elevate their own energy. Because now you're an example of what it's like to live in a higher frequency or an expander for them. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like, oh, that's super cool. Like, you know, it's fun. Like my mom and I sat down and I read her tarot cards yesterday. It's like, you know, it's fun. It's fun stuff. Love it. it's, open. it's open for people. It can be really really exciting and I love it I love seeing like the Gen Xers too like or is it Gen Z not that not Gen X Gen Z is that the one before after millennials yeah I feel old yeah 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 Gen Z yeah yeah. I didn't even know what you're talking about she's like what (laughs) (laughs) millennials isn't that the only one there is no (laughs) (laughs) the younger one and they, they um really are so interested in like not drinking and taking care of their bodies and doing yoga and and kind of connecting with themselves. It's very cool to see. Um, and it's very, you know, every, there's a lot of change happening on the planet and it's exciting. If you tap into it and you see it, there is just as much good and beautiful things happening on the planet as there is what we perceive as bad. So, so true. And you know, all of like the perceived as bad things, like I mentioned, it's like, it's all here for our healing. It's honestly all here for the good of the evolution of the planet, of the evolution of all of the souls here. And you know, that's all we're doing here. We, we've come in to, to heal, to grow, to evolve. And you know, it's our choice how we want to do it, how fast we want to do that, what that looks like. And so it's really, it's really exciting. And it's just all about that healing. Mm, Absolutely. And so 
a lot of my listeners really, um, are, you know, they're interested in, you know, having a purpose, especially behind some, it does, it's, it's different, you know, depending on who you are, whether it's through your work, your service, or it could be, you know, through having a family or, you know, all sorts of things, your own personal growth, maybe it's a combination, but for someone who might be listening, who just sort of feels really disconnected from themselves and, um, and really like they have that inner knowing that they really, they want to find something in alignment with their purpose or live in alignment with their purpose. What sort of advice would you give to them to like sort of get started on that journey? My, my first reaction is breathe. Like, <laughs> Love it. You've got to really understand how to breathe. And I know it sounds really simple because it is, because it is simple. It's really about the breath and how you can slow down your breathing to be able to clear. You're not going to ever clear the mind chatter because it's always going to be there. You're going to be able to slow it down and like feel yourself. If you're not breathing, you're not, you also don't have, you know, you're not focused. You're not focused on yourself. It's, it's very like fight or flight. It's very stressful. You're never going to hear the messages. You're not going to be in alignment because you can't, hear anything. You can't feel anything. Um, you're always kind of like wanting to run in a hundred directions. So at least that's what it feels like to me. It's like when you're not breathing well, and a lot of us are not taught how to breathe. No, we're just, you know, we're not taught. They're really, you know, to have, um, I think it's like Yogi Bhajan said it was like five to 10, five to 10 breaths a minute is really like um, a good yogi has like a five to 10 breaths a minute. They're very slow breathers. Um, you're able to really pull in a lot of life force energy into your body. More of that. Um, and so, yeah, I would say, you know, you've got to start with the breath um, and just even setting your timer for like three minutes in the morning and really deeply breathing and slowing your breath down. See if you can get like under 10 breaths a minute. It's a fun exercise for yourself. Yeah. I'm just thinking to myself how that would go. Making sure, like trying to do five per minute. <laughs> I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> and it's, it's just an endurance thing. It's just like how somebody trains for a marathon. Um, a lot of scuba divers do kundalini because it really does um, increase your endurance for your breath, your ability to hold it longer and do it slower, bring more oxygen into the body, into the mind. And, and that is how we elevate. Um, that's how we feel better. That's how we're able to hold higher emotions of joy and freedom and actually experience them fully. Um, but yeah, I would just add that I think a lot of times um, we kind of can have a disconnect between our careers and our personal, and we can think in our minds that if we want to fulfill our purpose, we have to make a decision. Do we want it to be with career, like you said, or with our families, and how do we want to serve? And um, what I've found and what we see all of the time now is when you make it your first step and your first priority to know yourself and to um, be connected to your satnam, your true self, 
then everything else flows into place. So you don't have to decide, you know, how you're going to serve or what your purpose should look like or should be. Um, all you have to do is focus on you and focus on feeling good and being healthy and happy and connected. And then your purpose will come, it will show itself, or it will expand if, you know, for the people out there already living their purpose. And if we make that the first priority, that's why we like to have meditation and have that morning practice, our first thing of our day, then we're able to be in that flow and things are attracted to us and things start to become clearer and we're on this path to where it's an unfolding, it's like a blooming flower. It's really unfolding and blooming and it's not so much about trying to figure it out or mm, you know, muscle it. it all together. Yeah. yeah. We're in that receiving mode. Exactly. It will come together when you are really making yourself first priority and you're making like connecting internally and yourself first priority. It will, it just comes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They think people place a lot of limitations around themselves with certain decisions. Like I have to do this for my career. I have to just be this for my family. And it's like, well, what if it's a combination of Mm. all of something you've never thought of before or something you've never seen before? Um, you know? Yeah. Like, let me tell you, I never in my wildest dreams could have imagined that this would be my life because I couldn't fathom it. I, I, it wasn't something I could have conjured up intellectually. It had to be delivered to me and it had to be through the practice I was doing. You know, literally these entities that were helping us see this vision were like, Tar, you haven't been thinking big enough. You've been thinking very small for yourself and it's time to open up and think bigger. Like what, you know, what can you accomplish? Like here's what you can accomplish. You can actually do this. And it was almost as though I felt internally that I had to have permission to do something that big. Mm. Um, and I just wasn't giving myself that I wasn't allowing myself to feel like I could actually help shift consciousness on the planet. Like, Oh, that's just too big for me. Or, you know, it's like these limiting beliefs that we all put in, in our, in our way. And so when you're not connecting to yourself, like Britt is saying, you know, you're not going to, you know, most of likely you're not going to really receive the highest message, you know, and it's going to come through the practice. It really will. The breathing, the, the really, you know, making yourself number one. Um, that's, that's, that's all it is. It's God, it's just simple, (laughs) but it's harder than, yeah, it it can be, you know, yeah, I I understand that. That's what makes it complicated. Yeah. It's because it's just so simple, all of this, but that, that's like just everything in my own sort of journey and what I've been teaching. Like, I feel like it's just all going back to basics, you know, like even um, in my course, embrace your feminine essence. Like we're looking at trust, you know, what does it mean to trust yourself, others, the universe? And it's like, oh, I think I'm a trusting person. And then you like really explore it and you're like, wow, I, I don't even trust myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that platform isn't there, you know, to build off. It's like, it's just, it's, it's a distraction distracting you from, from living in alignment with your purpose, <laughs> which is just to be you. Yes. 
your highest yes, version of yourself, I guess. And we really feel a lot of times that that this this society that we've created really has kind of kept us all from excelling. And so it is scary to step outside of what the norm is. And a lot of people are starting to really have the courage to do it because they're having experiences within themselves through their practices that are like, oh my God, this is totally fine. What if, What is this other thing I have been really participating in? That's not my truth. That's everyone else's truth or some weird warped version of a truth that I've been participating in. I'm going to go my own way now and I'm going to creating something really badass um, or just a happier version of my life for myself. And we see people starting to do it. And a lot of times people are like, well, no one else and my friends and my family, they don't get it. And it's like, well, that's okay. And I love that you have the courage to keep going because it's true to you. And so we're seeing it right now. Like the lower consciousness is starting to break Mm -hmm. that foundation. The cookie is crumbling. It's like, it's done. Like people are starting to, kind of come out of it and there's people holding on still but they're you know loosening their grip and those that hold on still are going to be in a lot of pain and you know it's like we got to look into ourselves into our into our truth and really see what it is that we want it's it's where the planet's going Mm. going so I love that that's so beautiful thank you so much for that beautiful advice there's so many gems in there well I guess that's, I think that's a really nice place to end actually, that it's you've very well said. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for, to both of you for the work that you do and for being a beautiful, positive example and yeah, showing up every day with that gorgeous energy that you both have and being able to, you know, explain all of this in a really easy to understand way that doesn't freak us out. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just such an honor to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And so incredible for us to see um, people like you doing such beautiful work in the world. And we honor your course and your podcast and everything you're doing. It's so, so, so incredible to see. So thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Brit and Tara from Elevate the Globe. And thank you, Brit and Tara, for coming on and sharing this space and your beautiful wisdom with all of us. And for you listening, I hope that you're feeling really inspired. I love how relatable Brit and Tara are, how they make so just so much sense and make it fun. Like I said at the beginning, all of this, um, you know, spiritual growth and astrology, you know, it's so relatable and especially, you know, how they talk about Kundalini. And as I mentioned, they've been really huge influences on my own life. And I've absolutely loved working with them. And I hope that you will too. And at the very least that you realize that, you know, all you need to do is get to know who you really are. And that's how you start to live in alignment with your purpose. So if you'd love to check out Brit and Tara's uh, website, you can go to elevatetheglobe.com. And you can also find them on Instagram at Elevate the Globe. It was so special. I wanted to just mention before we started this conversation, we also tuned in together. So for any of my 
beautiful kundalini people out there. You know what that is. So it was so gorgeous to do that together before we went into the podcast episode. So that was so special. And I also wanted to mention at the end of your kundalini meditation or yoga, what you do is something called the long time sun, where you say, may long time sun shine upon you, may all love surround you and may the pure light within you guide your way on. And you do that once for yourself, then once for anyone who needs healing and then another time for the planet. And it's one of the most beautiful practices that I absolutely adore doing. So yeah, if you're interested in checking out Kundalini, I highly recommend checking out Brit and Tara's website. Maybe try their five-day challenge and see where that takes you. And uh, also, they have a really wonderful podcast called The Elevator, and they have wonderful people on there, you know, also who align with their, you know, trying to help elevate our own energy and the planet who are, you know, sharing about how to make more sustainable choices, more conscious choices, and high vibe living in general. So if you want to go and check out that, I highly recommend it. You can find it, you know, on iTunes and all the main places where you can find a podcast. So I hope you enjoy that. There's so many episodes I love on their podcast. There's one about conscious communication, which is awesome. One about practical magic. I absolutely loved lots about astrology. Like they just have such a great range of people on there. And I also love their own episodes. You should listen to the one about Bali. It's so interesting to hear about how the world has actually has energy centers too, or chakra points, and they have like major chakras and minor ones. And that's so exciting because one of them is in Bali where I'm going to in December. So I'm so excited to just go there and really feel the beautiful energy that's available there. And so I hope that you take away from this episode, you know, your ability to help contribute to making our world a better place. And, you know, this is what this podcast is really about. So if you're new here and you haven't, you know, listened to maybe my first couple of episodes where I talk about this, um, I just wanted to share that with you here. You know, this is my intention behind the podcast. It's also my intention behind everything I do. My why is to help us all evolve. You know, I I think that when we're all in alignment with the person that we were born to be, we're all here contributing in the way that lights us up, following our inspirations, following our joy, following what our zone of genius and our skills are, that that is how we contribute best to each other and the world around us. And that, you know, that allows us all as a community to evolve. So that's really what all my work is about here. And I'm really excited to actually be creating a online course that is going to focus all around everything that I've learned, you know, doing this podcast, you know, seeing my, the clients that I see, my own journey, all of the research I've done around this topic of purpose and to have this as something really special to offer um, those that need it. Now, as I mentioned, my online course Embrace Your Feminine Essence is reopening for enrollment on the 9th of September. This will be a self-study course, but you will have access to a monthly coaching call with me when you sign up. 
which is going to be an opportunity for us to dive deeper into the material and to connect with each other. And if you want to know some more about what Embrace Your Feminine Essence is about, you can check out my webpage, LetitiaRinge.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. Basically, in my experience, many of us are very much in our masculine. So this is something regardless of gender. It's our left brain qualities. You know, we're very, it's all about reason and logic and action. And so we're doing, doing, doing a lot of stuff, but we aren't using or we don't understand how to tap into our feminine energy. And what I realized for me that was key to my own journey of self-discovery, to my health, and also aligning with my own purpose, it was about understanding how to use my feminine energy, how to use my right brain capabilities. And so this is how I discovered my purpose because I had to learn how to receive again, which we spoke about during this episode. I had to learn to be able to, you know, use my intuition to connect to the essence of who I am and to really tap into this softer, but equally as strong side of myself. So Embrace Your Feminine Essence takes you through all of the different aspects to feminine energy, which is a source of power, just like our beautiful masculine energy, and how that how we then balance the two. This is really the piece that connects all of my work and realizations to date that has helped me to completely transform my life. And so whether you know you're you want to you want to use this in your you know career, your day to day working life, it's going to help you be much more creative, innovative, and also feel more balanced and at ease in what you're doing, which is what I always want to be helping people to feel. And if you want to use this in your business, the same thing goes, and especially in our personal life. So us as a complete whole person and package using this in all aspects. And we also go through the menstrual cycle, the hormonal cycle for women, um, and how we can tap into the different seasons of our cycle. Use our yin and yang energy, which the cycle is a perfect way to, to do that, and how we can use those to create this beautiful system. And also how we use the moon cycle. So this is something that all of us can use, no matter what gender and especially if you're not experiencing the usual uh, hormonal fluctuations for women. So maybe you're not menstruating, maybe you're going through menopause, perimenopause, or maybe you're on the pill. And so you can use the moon cycle to help you tap into your own inner seasons, which is why it's super important. Plus, it's also just a wonderful system to help us or to guide us in using and to tapping into our uh, feminine and masculine energy. It's so much fun. Like, honestly, I love this. I, I just love all of this stuff. So yeah, I get to share that with you and the feedback has been really wonderful. I will make sure I update all the details on the webpage with testimonials from the first lot of people who went through and did it. And yeah, you can check that out at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. And also if you are interested in 
Kelly Track's course, Your Conscious Empire, which is a great resource and tool for you to have to start your online business. She includes how-to guides, including how to set up a podcast and so much more. Please um, go and check out the details at LetitiaRinch.com forward slash Your Conscious Empire. And if you haven't listened to episode 29 on this podcast, I recommend you go back and check that out so that you can um, get to know Kelly and also you know, to find out um, some more about what my experience was doing the course. And remember that if you sign up before the 9th of September and you use my special affiliate link that you'll find on that page that I just gave you, LetitiaRinge.com forward slash your conscious empire, that you also get free enrollment into my online course, Embrace Your Feminine Essence. And you also Regardless of when you sign up, I'm offering you free enrollment into Kelly and my course, Take the Leap, which is a two-hour workshop we did to help people take the leap from corporate to creative. So go and check that out if that's something that you, uh, if your intuition is telling you that that's something that you need. And otherwise, I just want to say that I really appreciate you being here and listening I hope you found the episode valuable. Please uh, share it with anyone you think might resonate with the episode as well. Maybe who wants to know more about Kundalini or who wants to find out more about high vibe living and or healing yourself or any of the juicy stories that we went through today or particularly, you know, making sure that you're open to listening and receiving your signs. I think that's such a cool uh, takeaway from this episode. And yeah, so share it with them. If you haven't left a review yet on iTunes, I'd so appreciate it if you did so that you can help other people find the podcast who would find it useful. And you can find me on Instagram at create a life that is beautiful. Um, But I will be offline from Saturday because I am heading to Greece for a holiday and I will be gone for nine days. And I'm really excited to really tap into my feminine energy in a major way while I'm there and really just chill out. I'm going to do some nice yoga, go to the beach, go swimming, laze about, do some reading and just enjoy being there with my beautiful fiance Lou and really take some time to just plug out of the online world off computer land and get some space to check in and recenter. And I know that that will mean that I come back very inspired with some new ideas to share with you all. And yeah, so thank you so much for being here. And you can find the show notes for this episode at LetitiaRange.com forward slash elevate the globe. Now, I want to end this with saying to you, may the long time sun shine upon you, may all love surround you and may the pure light within you guide your way on Satnam. Oh, 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 oh,